What's up, everyone? Um, Alright, yeah. I'm excited to get back to this. In the last episode, I kind of just talked about how I eventually got Fight Kid out into the world. Real quick, I wrote it, I got it edited, I bought my barcodes, I got my cover made, I got it formatted, I put it into Amazon, I got it back, and great, now I got a book. Oh yeah, and I also got rejected by a lot of agents. Cool. Now, what do you do next? You're on Amazon, you know, you got this thing, you know, if, if you go on your Kindle, you can, you could download your own book immediately, right there, you could see it, cool, so you do the first thing that is the most obvious thing, you go on Instagram, you go on Twitter, you go on Facebook, whatever bullshit, and you just promote it to everyone you're friends with, right, hey, you know, whatever, I wrote my transsexual Martian cop detective book, you know, don't tell people you self-published it. Be like, oh, it got published. Just kind of be general with it because people are stupid. Um, all they they see a book. It is half of the people who buy it aren't going to read it, um, and they just see a book. It makes no difference. There could be one word in the entire book as long as there's pages and a cover and a spine. People are, are going to be impressed. Cool. So you make this post. Great. Two things happen now. People who have Kindles are going to get your book and be like, oh, I got your book. Great. Cool. Other people are going to ask about the paperback version. Most people. Here's where the game changes. Okay. So you're on Amazon. You're on KDP. And in that website, they have, you know, again, you're going to do... For the people who actually are going to do this, I'm going to leave it up to you to figure this out. But there's ways, you know, you make the book available. And what Amazon has is Amazon has printing presses, right? Yeah, plants around the country that just spit out these books. Because, again, you're not the only other person who is self-publishing a transsexual Martian cop detective novel. Probably not even in the same year. There's probably another idiot who wrote the exact same book as you. Um, when I wrote a boxing book, I didn't think I was going to be the only person who wrote a boxing book. Although there really aren't that many, which is interesting because when I was writing Fight Kid, that, that was one of the things I was researching. Um, H.C. Hines, I think, that, I, I think that's his name. Um, he wrote a book called The Professional that it, it was all right. It was in the, the 40s or 50s. But one of the best boxing books, really um, fictional, um, is called Fat City. Uh, then the author's name escapes me. I'm in my van with dogs. Um, that was in like the early 70s, I think. They even made a movie out of it. But Okay, or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so now you have a paperback book. People can buy this online, okay? When you get it on Amazon KDP, okay? People go on Amazon, they type in the name of your book, and it's a buy it now and boom, click, right? And two days later, if they got Amazon Prime, they get a copy of your paperback book. Cool. How do you get a, your own copy of your own paperback book? Do you have to pay for it? Uh, yeah, you do. Um, these are called author copies, okay? And you can buy, I think, I think it's like an unlimited amount. But it's at a pretty good discount. So like, I was selling Fight Kid for like 7.99 
And I think I was able to buy author copies at like two twenty nine or some shit like that. It, it was it was a lot cheaper. Um, so I'm gonna tell you my story of how all of these elements that I'm kind of trying to just randomly spit out um, all come together in getting your book on the shelves of a bookstore. Yeah, I can remember when. Pasole, the, the band I was playing in, um, we signed. <laughs> bless his heart. Uh, we're still friends to this day. I won't say his name. Bless his heart. Um, when we signed to our buddy's record label, um, you know, a small record label, um, one of the things he promised us, and this was right at the time, I think this was right at the time when Spotify was just kind of blowing up and bands could actually get their shit on it. Um, he was able to get our music on Spotify, but what he was also able to do, and the whole reason we really even signed with him, is he promised us he was going to be able to get our record into Amoeba Records on Hate Street. Um, Amoeba Records, you know, I'm recording this during pandemic times. I, actually, I think they just announced they're going to open again. But Amoeba Records, to people who don't know, who have, who have never been, um, it's a gig- it's one, you know, one of the last in the country, really, of just a gigantic... It's just a gigantic record store. <laughs> Vinyl, UCD, I mean, everything, you know, they, they'll sell fucking Kiss Coffins if they could. Um, but it's like a beak, it's a, you know, it's a very popular, you know, a tourist spot in San Francisco. It, you know, it's in Haight-Ashbury, it's on Haight Street. And it's just a dope fucking spot. Um, but he promised us he can get us our record on the shelves in Amoeba. And he delivered on his promise. And when the day I, I'll never forget, walking into Amoeba, you know, go, the band was Pasole, went right to the P section. We didn't press vinyl. We only made CDs. And I flipped through and flipped through and, you know, I, I, you know, I'm flipping through like Pearl Jam and like PJ Harvey and Fish and boom, there's a little flap for Pasole. P-O-S-O-L-E. And behind that little flap was one copy of our album. And I bought it. <laughs> um, and I'll never forget that moment of just seeing that. Of seeing that physical manifestation of this thing you worked on. It, 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 coming to life and, you know, before your eyes. And, you know, I'd released, you know... Dozens of records before that, but in, on CD. But you, you always sold them in shows and on tour. You, know, you never saw them in a physical store, let alone a store like Amoeba. Um, so when I was going to self-publish Fight Kid, and I knew that I can get these physical paperback copies, I went ahead and hit up every single bookstore in the Bay Area. Every single one. It didn't make a difference if it was a used bookstore. It didn't make a difference if it was a Christian bookstore. It didn't make a difference if they were only sold vegan cookbooks. Um, I hit them all up. Because again, rejection at this point was the name of the game. I had nothing to lose. Literally nothing to lose. The book was done. I I published it. Like, it was out. It, it, It was there. What did I have to lose by approaching bookstores and asking... For them to sell it. Well, shocker. Um, a similar theme. Uh, almost every single one of them rejected me. Um, I first shot out emails to all of them. 
Um, and then I heard back, I don't know, let's just throw it, let's say five, I, I forget. Um, none of them in San Francisco. And they were all kind of, you know, they, oh, like, oh, you know, like some mom and pop shop, you know, in like Napa or something like that. They're like, oh, you know, send us a copy, you know, we'll check it out. Okay. Um, I then went ahead and ordered about 50 author copies. Again, it's the exact same copy of your book. <laughs> it's just cheaper. So remember that. If you're self-publishing, you can buy author copies that are like a third of the price. Um, but again, you have to pay for your book always. Uh, I could talk about that for another fucking episode. Um, so... <laughs> I order these 50 books and I go through my list and I'm like, I'm going to bring two copies to every single bookstore that either rejected me or just didn't get back to me. And that's what I did. I would, I spent about almost two weeks every single night and on the weekends after work and, you know, uh, during my free time driving around the Bay area, like a door to door salesman selling one to two copies of this book. And I'm going to tell you something. It's easy for someone to ignore an email. <laughs> it's really easy for someone to ignore a phone call, a voicemail. It's kind of hard to ignore a text, you know, but you can put it off for a little while. Um, but it's really hard to ignore an author who walks into your bookstore with copies of his book or her book and wants to talk to the bookseller. You can't like ignore someone. You can lie to them. <laughs> they some a couple of them lied to me um and just said like you know that the bookseller wasn't in or that they would get you know whatever whatever. Um but if you can catch them uh that's half the battle. The second half of the battle is actually selling them your book, okay? You got to realize the bookstore is you know if anyone listened to our episode with uh, with Kevin Ryan, the own you know the co-owner of Green Apple Books, we talked about it. But you know, it's a business, okay? They're selling books. They have no nothing to invest in you with your self-published boxing novella or your transsexual Martian cop detective book. You got to sell them, so. It takes a little bit of charm, and to be fucking quite honest, it takes a little bit of luck, and I kind of got a little lucky. A couple of bookstores were cool, um, you know, they're like, yeah, we'll take a copy, you know, we'll give you like two bucks, and again, you're not, I am not doing, let this be clear, now, I'm not talking to any of you here, I'm not right, none of this is for financial gain, that, that, I don't even need to say anything else. I, I do this because this is something I, I genuinely love to do. And I'm 33 years old. You know, I, I hope I get to 34. You, these are, you know, I have to, you have to spend your time doing things you genuinely love to do. Um, you know, there's no pressure on me to do any of this. The only pressure that there is, is the pressure I put on myself, which at some, most times is crippling. And that's what drives me to go to these fucking bookstores and walk in with these copies. Okay, great. So a couple of the stores in SF, and you know, I think one in a couple in Berkeley, none in Oakland. No one in Oakland would take the book. 
Um, but yeah, a couple of, and then I walked into Green Apple Books. And when I walked in, uh, a gentleman was behind the counter. Um, and, you know, he had long hair, like a black denim jacket. Um, he was on the annex side of Green Apple Books for the people who have been there and we talked about it with Kevin. Um, there's two parts. There's like the main part and the annex part, but you know, they all, it's all the same. Um, this is at the Clement Street location, the main location. And so I go up to him and he, you know, it's like, it's like if anyone, if anyone's ever seen the movie High Fidelity, which was a book by Nick Hornby. Ah. If anyone's seen that book or I'm sorry, seen the movie or read the book, well, if you've seen the movie, um, there's that cla- you know, there's the classic setup of like Jack Black and the other. I think I forget who else is in the that scene or in the. But they're working at the record store, and that you know that was a time that you know really no longer exists. The record store hang, you know, the the employees judging you for the shit that you bought and making fun of you, you know, and they because ne- they never liked what you bought, but having an opinion and having you know their own say on things, okay. So I walk up to this dude and he's got his black denim jacket on and his long hair. I'm like, hey man, um, I want to know if I could talk to who's ever in charge of buying books here. And he looked at me and he was like, uh, that's me. I'm assuming again, I'm, this is, I'm brand new to this, right? I don't know, but I'm under the assumption that he gets, you know, and then I found out from talking to Kevin that, you know, there, there's books up, you know, there are people who like from the publishers who come in and, you know, like pharmacist reps and sell these fucking books. Um, I, you know, so here I am, I'm, you know, I prob, I'm assuming I had a fish t-shirt on and I have these two copies of my book and I'm like, Hey man, um, you know, I'm a local SF author and I wrote this book. It's a novella. Um, it's about boxing. And as soon as I said boxing, he cut me off. And this was right after it was the it was a Sunday because it was right after the a big UFC fight. Oh man, which oh it could have been could it have been DC versus Stipe the first fight or maybe Francis Nagano? I forget. Ah, oh, what a bummer. Anyways, it was the day after he was like boxing. He was like, "Did you watch the UFC last night?" Boom right there, okay? Him and I talked for 10, 15 minutes. Again, if you haven't noticed, I can talk to a fly on the wall. Um, I literally am right now, well, on my windshield. And him and I just shot the shit for like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And just through, you know, my sheer enthusiasm, I wasn't, you know, full of bullshit um, I had the physical book. He held it in his hand. He flipped through it. He saw the barcode. You know, he saw, oh, again, it's something I never even talked about. <laughs> when you're self-publishing a book, pick up any book. Any book that's near you makes no difference. When you open the very first couple of pages, you're going to see that whole copyright page. Yeah. When you're self-publishing a book, you have to write that yourself. Um... I, all I did, to be totally honest, I took a copy of The Incendiaries by R.O. Kwan, and I literally just copy and pasted her copyright page, and I just changed, like, the ISBN number and, like, the pertinent information, like, my name, and, and just hoping I, that was it. And then I looked at some other books, and it was all a variation of the same kind of verbiage anyways, um, language, and so uh, it was, I'm like, fuck it, it who, who cares? 
But since I had all these things lined up and they were all there in a presentable format and I came in and I had confidence and we, you know, again, and I got a little bit lucky. Um, he took three copies of that book. Um, this was, again, this was mid-February of 20, you know, it's, well, it's of 2020. It's only September, well, it's September of 2020 now. And he took three copies of that book and told me to send him a follow-up email in a week. And that was it. I'm like, okay, cool. Great, dude. Um, on the way out, uh, I, again, I talked about this with Kevin. Uh, on the way out, they had the display of books from like you know the last 40 years or whatever. And they had the sports writer by uh, Richard Ford. And on my way out, I made a comment to this gentleman... Um, and he had a good chuckle about it. Whatever, cool. Um, with that confidence, I did the exact same thing that same day, and I just drove across Golden Gate Park uh, to Green Apple Books' other location, the Books on the Park, and I did the exact same thing with that bookseller. But now I was able to be like, oh yeah, well you know, like the other store bought two copies and he was even even able to go into like their database um yeah i I might have to do a third episode about all this well he was able to go into their book buying database and he was like oh okay yeah i see that our other location but okay yeah i'll order two copies boom bada bing bada boom done great i just sold five copies to two of the most important you know biggest bookstores in san francisco fuck yeah, great. Now what? <laughs> um, I wait a couple days. I send an email. I don't hear anything back. Okay. I go in like two weeks later back to Green Apple because, again, you have to be persistent. No one cares about you and your book. No one. Most certainly someone who's pretty sure you're not going to sell any of them to begin with without a publisher without an agent but what you do have is persistence in an actual book I went back in there and he remembered me he was like oh hey man um, yeah we got a couple of copies of your book oh in fact let me get one right now and have you sign it I'm like oh shit he brings out like three copies of the book. I sign three copies. He puts a little stick. He's like, actually, you know what, man? Let's go to the other side of the store. And I'm going to put it on the shelf. I'm like, ah, yeah, cool. In my head, I'm like, holy fuck. I'm like, what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, so we walk to the other side of the store. And people see me walk in. And then he starts introducing me to all the people who work there. <gasps> Excuse me. Um, who work there. He's like, hey, everyone, uh, this is Michael Johnson. You know, we're, uh, we got his book on the shelf. And then he put all three copies of my book face out on their Apple, Green Apple's Book of the Month Club, like, selection. Right in front of me. Didn't, you know, run it past anyone. Like, this was the dude's job. And, you know, I don't know if he ever read it. I don't know if he read one sentence of it um but he did that for me and that led me down another little path 
And you know what? We're going to do another episode on this. I, I thought I was going to be able to talk. I just talked. I'm starting to learn uh, that the rambling <laughs> throws me off track, but in a good way, it just adds more time. I mean, I was like, you know, I'm trying to do these like 18, 19, 20 minute episodes when I'm just doing it by myself without a guest. But then I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, you just keep, I, I just keep fucking talking. Um, and I look at it, I'm like, shit, I got, all right, I got to end this. Um, you know, all right. Yeah. So that's, that, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to end this one and I'm going to do another episode, um, about what happens, uh, after your book gets on the shelves of a bookstore. Uh, but until then, thanks again. Um, again, if you are listening, the coolest thing you could do at this point is just share the podcast. Um, follow us on Instagram at writing friction. Um, we have a Twitter account that I don't use cause I suck at Twitter. It's the same thing at writing friction. Um, shoot us an email, writing friction at gmail.com. Um, or hit us up on, you know, DMs on Instagram. I run all that shit. Um, and yeah, but please, please, please share and yeah, we'll see you on the next one. All right.